Welcome back, everybody. It's Dylan. Welcome to Your Creativity. We've got a special guest today. We first want to thank uh, Skibby Jessup for getting this set up. He suggested the guest to us, and we thank him for that. Ben Glebe, how are you today? Doing pretty good, Dylan. How are you? Good. I think I could have done that a little bit better. I'm a little nervous. Now, what what, what makes Ben Gleam so special for us uh, to come on is he is running for president. Where where did that um, boil up to become a thing for you? Well, I've just been very unhappy with the way the country's been going. And I've been a stand comedian my whole life, practically, and love that career and that profession and didn't want to change it but i don't think that donald trump can be stopped by regular politicians and so i felt like i had to throw my hat into the ring and just when we think he can't get any worse he he does um like the currently the whole thing with the four uh congress women mm-hmm. what what are what are your thoughts on that situation well, it's just proof yet again, and even more blatant proof, that our president is a racist. And what's even sadder than having a racist executive, having a racist uh, commander-in-chief and executive, chief executive of our country, is that there was a vote today in the House to condemn it as racist tweets, and only four Republicans voted to agree with that. That means that all the rest of the Republicans in Congress, like 180 or so, are okay with racism. And when you're okay with racism, does that make you racist? I'll let you decide, but it certainly doesn't make you a great person. Uh, and so we're in a very we're in a very tough way in our politics right now, and it just sucks. It sucks that we are even having this conversation about about whether or not we should condemn the president's racist words or not. And the fact that we don't condemn it across the board is just very indicative of this jacked up place we are right now. And we need to try something different to stop this guy. So people love Trump's honesty. They love his brashness and they love how he tells it like it is supposedly. No, he actually doesn't. He just lies and cons everybody. But I figure a comedian is a good choice because I'm known for telling it like it is. We all are, us comics, and keeping it real and being brash. But I'm also a good person with morals behind it. And so hopefully we can take back morality of our country by giving people what they want, giving them some red meat, but with a good person's policies and actions behind it. So uh, with stand-up, when did you start doing stand-up? What was your first stand-up experience? My first experience ever was in 1997, I think, okay. um, 22 years ago, first time I ever did it, and it was terrible. As most of them are, yeah, most of got them are. Ba- barely a barely a sound of a laugh of any kind, and um, and you just learn and you get better from there. And the ones that make it, like make a career of stand-up comedy, is is you persevere past all of that uncomfortability and all the hard road, and you realize you just have reconfirmed for yourself over and over and over again that it's a passion you can't avoid because why would you put yourself through that otherwise? Yeah, similar to a presidential campaign, it is a very intense road, and so you wouldn't put yourself through it unless you were very believing in the cause. I I work for a comedy club here in Salt Lake that you you've been to uh, numerous times. Wise guys, 
And for me, I've been great club, great club, and it's it's just amazing. Shout out Keith Stubbs. He, he's an he's an amazing boss, an amazing person, amazing businessman. Um, and for me, it's been kind of a, a school for me to see how it works from the inside. You know how hard the comedians have to work and how hard they have to work on that. Um, my question is, what type of situations are most creative for you? You know, writing um, for your stand-up. Is it alone in a hotel room or? at a coffee shop, kind of people watching? Well, it'll often be alone in a hotel room or at my home in L.A., but my general writing style is I, unless it has been tweaked on a particular evening with some marijuana, which sparks my creativity, pun intended, to a whole nother level, and one I've not tapped into at all since starting my campaign, but um, that helps. And I can sit down and write wherever I am, but typically I just write throughout the day and throughout my life as comedic ideas hit me. That's when I write them down because it'll never be as funny or as pure as the moment when you first thought of the moment, when you first said it organically. And so I write it down right then before I forget it. Uh, when you started or, or now, are there any particular comedians or people that have inspired you to? Um, write a certain way or um, you know keep going or just they're awesome and whatnot. no no okay I'm just kidding I'm, I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm like wow um, okay <laughs> uh, George Carlin is why I'm a comedian and I loved his writing style so much loved it um, just so thoughtful as to the way he constructed a joke and so like theatrical with creating different voices and caricatures and his act is more of an orchestra than it was a straight droll delivery and I love that and so I've always been very animated as a comedian it's largely thanks to the inspiration of George Carlin he's also somebody who's not afraid to comment on society in very honest very real ways and that's something I've definitely embraced from him as well but also his silliness I love to be both serious and silly during this campaign I've been a lot more serious than silly by the nature of the beast but I love both spectrums, both ends of the spectrum, rather. Now, from from that first time to um, to now, what 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 has your journey been like? Do you prefer road um, shows or you know LA shows, you know home home shows? Uh, I love it all. I love it all. I, I love doing shows in towns big and small, my hometown, or tiny towns all the way around the country and around the world sometimes. I just love people and love performing for people. So wherever I get to make people laugh, it's good enough for me. Um, I guess the only thing I would probably prefer is when I get to perform on television just because it reaches more people at once. It seems like a better use of time if I've got an idea or a thought or a joke or a concept that I want to get out to the masses. The more masses you get, the better. So I definitely prefer TV for that reason. Speaking of television, you had you had a show for... Uh, years called Idiot Test. Was that something right. that was brought to you or did you develop um, with producers? I did not develop it. It was brought to me. Game Show Network was looking for a show for me to host for some time. I didn't even know that was like, I didn't really believe when they told me that because you hear a lot of BS talk in Hollywood. And they actually said, I want you to host a conference room run through of the show. I agreed. I thought it'd be a good fit for it. 
and I actually forgot that I had agreed and had a trip booked to go spend a few days in New York with the girl I was seeing, and um, and I was at, I remember Hanukkah dinner with my family, and my friend Eliza Schlesinger, very famous comedian in her own right, and I remember during dinner that I had accepted to do that conference room run through because it wasn't even a big occurrence in my life. Um, this town is full of so many run throughs and pilots and pilot presentations that pay you almost nothing and that never lead to anything. And so I didn't think much of it. And I remembered them like, Oh, damn. I already have this book trip to New York, this trip book to New York. And I asked my family and Eliza, do you think I should come back in the middle of the trip for it? And my mom was like, no, don't come back. These things never lead to anything. You always run across the country to everybody's whim and you never, nothing ever materializes. And my dad said, I would come back. And Eliza, who's a work ethic I admire beyond belief, said, I would come back. And when she said that, it sealed it for me. And I called the producers and I said, can I come back and still do it? And they said, oh, we already gave it to somebody else. But I don't know if they've said yes yet. So let me call and I'll let you know if, if um, they haven't said yes yet, we'll we'll give it back to you. And all of a sudden, I realized how much I was making a mistake. I really wanted it now. And it was a very tense 15 minutes until they called me back. And they said, he has not accepted it. It's all yours. And I accepted it. And I did it. I flew back for just 12 hours. And on no sleep, after a middle seat flight, I went into a conference room, rocked it, made the network laugh for an hour. And they picked up 40 episodes of the show from the conference room without even making a pilot, which is almost never done in this business. So all in all, pretty good success. We went on to do four seasons, two, 210 episodes of Idiot Test. And it's now on Netflix. They just picked up part of season one for Netflix as well. Yeah, I've watched a, a few episodes since uh, we uh, started arranging this. And just some of the... And you're in love with it? And it's yes. your favorite show? Yes, I'm, I'm in love with it. it and when you don't figure out the question and it's your favorite show and it's your favorite show and it's my favorite show oh thanks man <laughs> my favorite show better call Saul idiot test good priorities <laughs> and if you don't get the question you feel like you feel like an idiot it, it, it's amazing how like the, the questions were written where if you don't catch it just it right yeah it, it's beautiful you, you've also thanks, been man you also were on uh, Chelsea Lately and uh, the Today Show. Seven seven years on Chelsea Lately and two years on the Today Show. Yep. Uh, Chelsea Lately is is that where you and um, Skippy connected, or was it? Um... No, I first met Skippy in two thousand and seven when I was doing a show called The Real Wedding Crashers for NBC, and we crashed a real life wedding that Skippy was a guest at, and it just so happened that he was ended up being featured heavily on the episode because how could you not feature Skippy Jessup <laughs> in a television episode when he's there because he is a quite a unique character. He had a uh, animated button on that said free hugs and he was going around to all the ladies offering free hugs and he's an irresistible man. I hugged him quite a few times myself he, and uh, we've just stayed in touch ever since. He, he's a great hugger and I had him on the podcast. Yeah, Back in January, just before Sundance, and we, we actually got to ask a question or two. The, the guy likes to talk. <laughs> he does. He does indeed. He does indeed. Now, um, Chelsea, he's a good talk. He's got good things. Oh to say. yeah, he's got amazing stories. He's full of heart. 
this lovely guy. Now, the Today yep. Show, um, you were on there with Kathleen Hoda most of the times you were on there? That's correct. Kathleen Hoda or, or there'd be guest hosts sometimes like Craig Ferguson or Jenna Bush or Dean Cain, but generally it was Kathleen Hoda. How was the environment there at the Today Show? Incredible, incredible. They're as fun-loving and cool and chill and funny as you would hope that they were. Um, really lovely people and very embracing and generous with their laughs. And I even had a surgery that I had to do during my years on the show. Um, and uh, they surprised me one morning with a personal video they had sent me wishing me luck and still making fun of me and being funny in the video as well. And it just really made me feel part of the family. It was pretty cool. Part of the family until I stopped being invited on the show. But until then, it was really familial. Well, that's, that's awesome. Um, you've also done some um, vocal work in films. Um, how, how was that experience? That's been? right. That's right. <laughs> One of them was Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie which you also do a podcast on Kevin Smith's network. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, I'm one of the leads in Jane Sound Bob's super groovy cartoon movie, along with Eliza Dushku and Ralph Garman, and, of course, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith and Neil Gaiman, of all people, and John Lovitz. And um, I play News Group, one of the supervillains trying to kill Blunt Man and Chronic. And then my podcast, Last Week on Earth, for eight years now, has been on Kevin Smith's Modcast Network. And I summarize everything that happened on Earth during the last week, hence the title. And um, we're about to start releasing new episodes again soon. Been on a little bit by hiatus. And then I also just made a cameo in uh, the upcoming Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh, nice. I did, I did not know that. Yeah I've, yeah. I've been getting to know Kevin a little bit when he comes to Wise Guys and... Um, well, and one of the great guys. Great guy. One of the most real people, genuine, follows through on what he offers and what he says. Just an incredibly, incredibly cool dude. The first time I met him, I, I talked to him about the first time I, I met him at his comic book store opening in L.A. And and w without blinking his eyes, like, oh, uh, that, that's awesome that you shared that with me. You know, that, that was one of the greatest days of you his life he said at that point and, and he, he sent me some merch just out of the blue it was, it, it was crazy he sent you some what some merch merchandise oh, that's awesome. yeah signed merchandise that's awesome it's kind of like when uh it reminds me of when brian cranston did my podcast and then he sent me a box of blue meth <laughs> which actually is just bubblegum flavored rock candy yeah. and and then he also booked your favorite Bob Odenkirk on my podcast as well. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, my hero shows up, my comedy hero, Bob Odenkirk, showed up in my old apartment, and we got to chat for two hours. It was amazing. Oh, wow. Odenkirk's just on... I assume you watch Bear Call Saul. Isn't... I have not been watching a ton of it. I watched the first eight episodes, and I completely lost focus. I'm really sad that I have not watched it. I... I, I I'm a huge, huge Mr. Show fan. I watched all of Breaking Bad as well. But is Better Call Saul great? Oh, it's, it's great. And it just keeps on getting better. Because you, nice. you're just watching him slowly devolve into Saul. It's, and it, it's slow moving, which is 
awesome and just see him slowly go that way and characters awesome. from Breaking Bad show up. It's it's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it's great that make time for it. It's great that that podcast, your podcast, is coming back last week on Earth because it's even more like applicable now. Because you know, the way, very much so. The, the way things happen, this could be our last week on Earth. It's very sad. I'm fighting the best I can to stop that. When I started the podcast, it was just a funny name, and it just seems more and more real every day. So I'm doing my best to help us change course on the dark place we've been going because I don't like being the serious. Yeah, <clears throat> you got to have fun, but it, when when things are this serious, it's it, it's scary, and you have to. Because I used to not pol- follow politics very well, and then once Obama uh, came in, you know, I became a lot more curious. Cause right. He, just his approach to everything was a lot more civil and respectful. And then with Trump, you kind of just got to keep an eye on it, because you know, th- things can change so fast. Um, so um, with your presidential run, what, what type of things are you going to, um, what are some of your platforms that, that you're putting out there to catch people's attention and whatnot? I don't have any of those, but um, I'm going to think of them and get back to you. Okay. Uh, I'm kidding again. <laughs> I'm kidding again. Um, you can read all my platforms at bleed2020.com. That's um, where I'm not even um, can If you like what you see there, please donate a dollar or whatever you can afford because we're trying to raise enough money to qualify for the debates and to get the word out there and spread the message because it shouldn't just be these 24 career politicians and multimillionaires that are in the race and given the respect of getting their voice heard by the American people. It should be anybody that actually cares enough to mounted serious campaign should be legitimized by the press and they've been kind of trying to keep us out and so our campaign is fighting for many things once we stop donald trump we have to take our democracy back and that includes passing the anti-corruption bill to make sure that our congress people cannot use the a revolving door to go directly into working for the lobby firms that lobbied them when they were in congress which is a great way to have corruption it's getting money out of politics it's public financing of elections or at least reducing greatly the amount of money that can be in, in our elections, reversing Citizens United, ending the Electoral College, making illegal partisan gerrymandering, which is racist gerrymandering, carving literally around black people so their vote does not count. It is taking very serious climate change and finally not only getting back into the Paris Climate Accords on my first day in office, but then fighting for a much more serious agreement and the tenants of the Green New Deal taking that on so that we can get ourselves off of fossil fuels and off of single-use plastics and reduce our meat consumption and all the things we need to do so that we can actually save the one planet that we have because you cannot breathe on Mars. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, yeah, you can't. Sure. You are aware of that, right? Because yeah. Mars doesn't have air. No. And air is one of the main ways to breathe. It's one of the top four or five ways to breathe is air. Yeah. And so, go ahead. And then go take a look, but I... You know, we're not going to be able to live there. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. You need air. Also, there's no water there, and that's one of the key ways to drink is to have water. And so we got we to gotta save our planet. we got to take it seriously, and I challenge conservatives to be tough enough for this fight and to not shy away from the greatest challenge of our lives. We need a constitutional amendment, I believe, to protect a woman's right to choose. We need to enshrine just 
women's rights. We shouldn't tell people what to do with their own bodies. We all agree there should be less abortions, but we also should all agree that we're not going to dictate the actions of another woman's body because we are not them and you should be able to have autonomy over your own personhood and your own body. Um, we are fighting to get common sense gun regulation to make sure that while guns are cool and I like guns and I would never take people's guns away, also we do not need weapons of war in the street. That's not a gun, that's an AR-15. And if you need that for hunting, you're really crappy hunter and you should work on your aim yeah <laughs> and we can reduce magazine size and we can get common sense background full background checks thorough background checks common sense waiting period so we can make sure you don't get guns faster than you can get toilet paper on amazon prime that's very important um seems you shouldn't get a gun that you'll have for life faster than toilet paper so you can buy all the time and then we want to make sure it's easier to, to make a living and make ends meet in this country and save a little bit for emergency or for retirement. So we're going to give a cost of living tax refund to every American that works a full-time job or more. So you have a monthly tax refund that'll help you pay those bills and help you save a little bit. So it's not all the money going more and more to the very top. We'll be closing loopholes. So companies cannot call themselves American if they're not paying American taxes. Companies like Amazon and Apple that are paying zero taxes. It's ridiculous. Um, prison form. And I have a unique way to do it, which is by um, combining white-collar prisons with regular prisons. You'll stop corporate crime and get prison reform all in one fell swoop. Once you put these privileged elite that commit corporate and financial crimes because they don't feel like we'll ever see the consequences in regular lockup, in normal violent prisons, you'll see a drastic reduce, reduction in corporate crime and you'll see Prison reform happens very, very fast. We have to end cash bail. Um, we need to treat people humanely at our borders. We need to protect our borders. So when people come in through to us messing up, we need to make sure they are safe and treated healthily and well and humanely. They're not putting cages. We don't put kids in cages. It's nice to eat cage-free eggs. I think cage-free children should be a higher priority as a nation. Exactly. That's something I believe strongly. I also don't think you should eat children. That's a separate point. Eating eggs is fine. Um, there's so many things we're trying to tackle and that are so important to tackle. I believe in legalizing marijuana because it's a gateway to prison for a lot of people that should not be when it's legal now in some form in all but three states. And it is a victimless drug. And if alcohol is legal, marijuana should be as well. And um, I personally uh, think alcohol is worse than... Oh, it's worse for sure. But whatever gets into a fight or... Kill somebody in a car because they're on weed. They're too busy eating. They stay home and they chill and they eat food. <laughs> yeah. They get themselves fat, which is their own problem. Yeah. <laughs> I never used my hand there. I, get I think you look great, buddy. Oh, thank you. Healthy. Welcome. Me. <laughs> so, yeah, th th those are great. Um, yeah, I really like the prison. I, I really like the prison idea you have. <clears throat> Excuse me one sec. Not at all. Had a little something of or had to take a sip. All right. No um, worries. But yeah, like that prison reform com combining them, that, that makes so much sense. You know, it's one of those things that where you don't think of it until you hear somebody say it and it would fix so many things. Yeah. Why do we need a class system also in our jails? Once you're a criminal, you're a criminal. 
if anything, we should separate out people that are nonviolent criminals that don't affect thousands of lives, if hundreds of thousands of lives, like people that are in prison on weed crimes and are put into general lockup. They should be treated more leniently and not even be put in jail at all. Yeah, with it but, legal you know, now, with it legal now, we, you know, almost everywhere, they should be released because it's, you know, exactly right. Now, with your exactly right. With your campaign, you were recently on Alyssa Milano's podcast and some other podcasts. Sorry, not sorry. How how was that with her? Was it person to person or was it a phone call like this? No, I went over to her house and we did the podcast and it was awesome. She's been so wonderful and embracing of my campaign and exposing me to a larger audience. And she's pretty respected with her opinion politically these days as an activist. And so her inviting me on for an hour and a half conversation was really something that meant a lot to me and I think has exposed us to a very large audience because um, it's a struggle to get the mainstream media to take us seriously because like I mentioned, we're trying to keep outside voices out and I think we need in our politics to have an actual outside voice, an actual different voice, the voice of a not only a comedian, it was an actual different approach to stop Trump, but we need the voice of a regular person in this race, in our race for president every time. It should not just be people that are career politicians who've been there for so long they've lost the common touch or multimillionaires that self-fund their own way in so their voice gets heard more than someone's fighting to get their voice heard. Tom Steyer just threw his hat into the ring, and it's great he's been leading a push to impeach Trump, which I agree with, but immediately joins in and funds himself with $100 million, and instantly he's covered. Well, that's not cool. Yeah, That's not cool. And anybody that gives voice, and that's why I thank you too, Dylan, gives voice to an upstart campaign that is trying to get noticed is so important. No, no problem. That's what our democracy is supposed to be. It's supposed to be of the people, by the people, and for the people, not just for the rich. Or, or people that have been in office forever and won't, you know, won't budge on anything. That's exactly right. It's like they claim intellectually that they want to help people, and they might think they do, but when you're not, when you're so far removed from struggling to pay your bills yourself, when you're so far removed from actually living everyday life as a normal American, traveling around trying to make ends meet, like I bust my butt every weekend, you know, doing stand up in different cities around the country, trying to earn a dollar as hard as I can. You don't know what it's really like to just struggle to put food on the table. You're getting a congressional salary, and you the longer you're there, you just lose your connection to real people. So in addition to Alyssa's podcast, what other things have you done to bring um, attention to what you're doing? Uh, well, in the two months plus since we launched, I've done probably about 30 podcasts. Um including about last night with Adam Ray and Brad Williams and including Stephanie Miller's happy hour podcast and two broads talking politics and Alison Rosen his new best friend. Um, just to name a handful of Miles Joe Brownies back to school and many, many podcasts. I've done many radio shows, KFI radio in LA and K rock in LA and two national radio shows. I've been on Fox business network twice on Barney and company with Stuart Barney. I've been on Fox Nation debating Tommy Lahren one-on-one and debated her one-on-one. Also, additionally, on my own YouTube channel, I released many different videos, the main different speeches. I'm campaigning around the country. I'm going to different cities and holding events. People can come have a beer with me. I buy the beer and I talk to you about what issues affect you or we have coffee and conversation. Um, 
and just we talk, you know, in small groups, 10, 15, 20 people coming out to these events and just talk, getting to know real people and spreading the word as fast, but also as detailed and as caringly and as close up and personal people as I can. On the stand-up stage, talking some politics and getting into interesting conversations with people, even with Trump supporters, converting some minds, getting some Trump supporters to donate to my campaign. I'm heading to an economic conference in New Hampshire this Sunday for four days, then campaigning in New Hampshire, then going to Iowa and campaigning there, then coming back and doing an event, hopefully at the border, where we're going to go to the Mexican border and show what it's really like and show how it's not. It's not rapists and murderers, but it's good people with their families trying to get across the border and then going back to Iowa for the state fair and South Carolina and just, you know, doing everything you need to do to run a legitimate presidential campaign, all while trying to spread the word digitally with videos. I'm here editing all day videos um, to be releasing more videos and just trying to get the word out about how we need an outside person to take our democracy back and how we need a comedian to stop Donald Trump. It's a simple message. And again, I got to keep plugging it because we need money to fund it because we're not we're the only campaign that does not spend five hours a day calling rich donors begging for money. So I have to ask regular people watching and listening to media appearances I do to please go to Gleeb2020.com, G-L-E-I-B, 2020.com, and click donate and do whatever you can. A dollar, five, ten, twenty dollars would be so amazing and so helpful. Um, and if we're able to do that, we keep raising money. We can keep going and keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you donate, please share with your friends. Now, now, Thank you, bud. At, at this point, I'd like to do uh, closing up uh, a series of bonus questions. Um, please, I like bonus questions. Make you feel like you get a little extra, you know? Yeah, bonus round. <laughs> Loves it. All right. What does creativity mean to you? Because you've been creative, you know, with film, podcast, television. And now this campaign, what does creativity, the, the word, mean to you? I think that creativity is the ability to tap into your mind to make something out of thin air. It's the ability to craft just from the intangible chemicals that create your thoughts, an entire world and to bring it to life or within an existing world to step in and bring your unique perspective to take it to the next level, to take it to your own level up or down. Sometimes bringing stuff down to your level is great for a laugh. Oh yeah, totally. Or, or, or to humble the people around you or to give people a different perspective. Um, that's creativity to me. All right. Next one's a lot funner. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? Kermit the Frog, that's because he seemed the most earnest. That's also yours? Yeah, well, my second. It's my second one. Gonzo. Who's your first? Gonzo. Gonzo's your favorite. I love Kermit because he's the most earnest. seems like a really good man. He's a leading man, but with a moral core. And also, I just love the way he sounds. I love Kermit the Frog, here to encourage people to support Ben Green for president. Nice. <laughs> and then the final one, in the movie of your life, who would you want to play you? a great question i've been an actor that has had limited success getting cast in things over my career so i would hope that at least that one role i was literally born to play and that i would be able to play myself but if i was not convincing enough to playing even myself you'd have to just go with someone that i guess has the essence of me like looks wise maybe like a brad pitt you know or like a or like a ryan gosling 
I, I can see Gosling. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for humoring me. No, I, no, no humor. I, I see it. Okay. <laughs> nice. I was kidding, but I like that you see it. Thank you. For me, it's uh, Sean Astin. It used to be Michael J. Oh, Fox, totally. but I've come to realization it was Sean Astin all along. Oh, Mallory. This guy thinks I look like him. <laughs> That's good. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you, Ben. Sorry. It was a long day at work. Um, thank you, Ben. No <laughs> um, anything you do we didn't cover that you'd want to uh, share with us or, you know, where the world can find you on the, the interwebs? Sure. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed discussing creativity and my campaign. Um, just please go to Gleeb2020.com. Donate if you can. Come to a campaign event if you can. Spread the word. I'm doing events, like I said, coming up in a suburb of Massachusetts this Sunday and then New Hampshire and Iowa and South Carolina and L.A. and I'm going to Puerto Rico soon on a trip. And then also follow me at Ben Glebe, B-E-N-G-L-E-I-B, on all social media. I'm very active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. YouTube channel, also subscribe there, slash Beglebe, youtube.com slash Beglebe. And then go to BenGlebe.com to see where my stand-up dates are. I'm coming to a bunch of different cities coming up where you can come and see me do comedy. Talk a little bit of politics on stage, but the vast majority of the hour is just fun, silly lightness. Because, um, we, like I said, we need both ends of the spectrum to not go completely mad in this crazy world. <laughs> well, me and Skippy would love to see you back at uh, Wise Guys here in Salt Lake or doing some type of campaign event. So I would love that. Please, please, please tell Stubbs to bring me back. All righty. I'll, I'll, I'll get, put a word in his ear. Love that. All right. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. You got it. Have, Have a great day. day. Bye-bye. Podcast is done, man. <laughs>